Welcome to this week's episode of the Down the Pub podcast. We are joined by Peruvian David Silva and first-year wanderer Juan Diego Gutierrez. Carlos also joined me to ask some questions to his fellow countrymen. You can follow us as always on Instagram and Facebook. Head to downthepub.ca to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Now on with the show. Welcome to this week's episode of the Down the Pull podcast. We are joined by first season wanderer uh, Juan Diego Gutierrez, better known as Guti. Yeah, thank you for joining us this week on the podcast. Ah, okay, no, thank you. Thank you, you both, for, for inviting me to this space. I'm really happy to, to speak with you guys. Perfect. Uh, Carlos is also here with us, so um, thanks for joining us, Carlos. No problem. My pleasure. I'm glad that Juan Diego... I accepted our invitation, so now he's here and down the pub, so he can ask as many questions as we want. Yeah, uh, we've got a few. So uh, the the first question I have um, is, how did your move to Halifax come about? Since now, it was one year ago, a little bit more maybe. And honestly, uh, at the beginning, it was not so easy, but... When the time goes goes on and and the season starts and and everything goes well, I was really happy in Halifax. Honestly, me and and my fiance were really happy there. We enjoy a lot of uh, the city, the fans, the games. Uh, we make a lot of friends, and honestly, we were really really happy in Halifax, and we miss Halifax so much. That's that's great to hear. Um, so you really like the city? Yeah, the city was amazing. The people was amazing. Uh, it was a really nice, uh, a really nice life there. It's a it's a great place to live. I I love it here too. Um, Beautiful. So, what were your what were your favorite places here in Halifax? Uh, the waterfront. The waterfront was amazing. Really beautiful and wondrous grounds. My two favorite places in Halifax. Tell us, uh, Juan Diego, tell us more about how was your approach? Do you remember the first days when you started here in the Halifax Wanderers? I remember you had a problem with your visa, but you came a little bit late when the whole team was training already. How was your adaptation process? Um, tell us more about that experience when you arrived. What was your first impression of Halifax as a team? How was that relationship with your teammates, etc.? cetera? Uh, at the beginning, I was enjoying a lot. Uh, honestly, it was hard to me because I, I had to stay like one month more in, in Peru and I was training by my own. So it was hard for me because I saw all the, the media of Halifax where my teammates were already training and that stuff. And I was training alone in my country, so hard for me. 
But as soon as I arrived there, I feel really happy. I enjoy a lot of retraining. Then we went to Punta Cana. I think I start uh, very good uh, preseason games. I enjoy a lot, and I think I I play really well. And there, uh, I don't know about my teammates. It was a new team, so it's not easy to build a new team from nothing. Uh, too much players from different countries, different cultures, different cities. So it was not easy to adapt to all that atmosphere. But honestly, I think at the end of the season, we, we did really well. We weren't lucky with our results because we tied a lot of a lot of games that we should won. It was a, a really nice season, to be honest. Um, I'm glad uh, you like it. So you consider this like a home away from home pretty much. I see that you establish a good relationship with some players like Matt, you are known. I saw some pictures on your social media that you guys went away. So that's, that's pretty good. It's one of those relationships that uh, soccer gives you. So do you, are you still uh, in talks with your old teammates? Do you keep contact with them? Yeah, sure. Uh, as you say, with Matthew Anone, uh, we speak maybe once a week by FaceTime. Me and, and my fiance speak with, with him and his fiance that we, we become really friends, really close. So yes, we, we still having a really nice relationship. We're still talking once a week, maybe. And we miss them so much. I also speak with uh, Scooby, with Scooblack, by WhatsApp. Sometimes I speak with, uh, with Zach, Sukunda, with Bona, uh, with Luis, but I know Luis from before. So I, I kept some, some really nice relationships and I make some friends that they were not only in the team. You know, we, we knew a, a family. From, from Halifax and we became really close. They they helped us a lot in Halifax and, and we're still talking too. That's great. That's great. That's sometimes like uh, soccer gives you gifts that are not only, you know, titles, not only wins, not only goals. Sometimes like soccer gives you more than football that is outside the pitch and as you said, like it was good that you met all these important people in your life that was helping you when you were here and made your transition to a new culture, to a new country easier for you, which is very, very good. Speaking of transitions, how is the life in Bolivia? Tell us more about your new team. Are, the, are, are you adapting? Because I know uh, you're playing now for Oriente Petrolero, which is uh, it's a team in La Paz, if I'm not mistaken. No, it's a team in Santa Cruz. Santa Cruz, yes. Santa Cruz is not that high altitude like La Paz, right? But it's still high altitude. Um, was is this affected like your performance? Because you know, high altitude, it's really difficult to play. How was your change? Because you were playing here in the ocean, pretty much. Now you're playing there, which is high altitude. Tell us more about that. So, uh, first of all, Oriente Petrolero, it's a really big team here in, in Bolivia. It's famous also in South America. So, it's a pleasure for me to be part uh, of a team like, like this with a great history, you know. So, I'm really glad to be here. 
And I started really well. I scored in my first game. I started playing as a starter. I had a chance to play in the South American Cup against the Vasco da Gama, a big team in mm -hmm. Brazil. We play in, in Rio de Janeiro, beautiful city with a, against a really big team and, and we compete really well. So everything starts really, really good. But then first I had a, a small injury in my groin. And then when I recover from the injury starts this, this problem with the epi, epidemia of coronavirus and the things. And what you asked me about high altitude is not new for me because Bolivia is a similar country to Peru. But of course, it's not easy to play in high altitude, but the team and, and the players are prepared for, for playing high altitude. I remember that the last game I played here was uh, in Oruro, that is a city which is uh, 4,000 meters. Wow. So, yeah, it's not easy, but but you train to to that, you know, for, for being prepared to play that kind of, of games. So what, what sort of training do you do to prepare for high altitude? Uh, honestly, trainings here are at, at really high intensity. You train the whole training without breathing almost. So that's how you prepare yourself to play in high altitude that you can't breathe. And there, there's another thing too here in Santa Cruz that it's really, really hot. So the sun makes you feel something similar when you're tired than playing high altitudes. So that helps us too. It, it sounds, uh, it sounds difficult. <laughs> yeah, but it's part of, of our life. You know, I start playing in Peru that it's a country where you, you have to play almost seven teams that play in high altitude, seven, eight, nine, I don't know, I'm not sure right now. It is very hard. I wanted to ask you though, with Oriente Petrolero though, tell us more about your experience for the people that is listening to us playing uh, the South American Cup or Copa Sudamericana, it's like playing the Europa League in South America. It's a very prestigious tournament. How was uh, your experience playing in the Sudamericana? Because it's a big tournament and it was against Vasco da Gama, which is one of the top clubs in Brazil, and it was in Rio also. Yeah, honestly, it was really exciting for me because every time that I used to play in South America, like in Peru, in big teams like Universitario, like Boys or San Martin, we used to play against these big teams in South America, you know? When I started playing outside my country, in Sweden, Denmark, then Canada, I stopped feeling that sensation of playing against big teams, big players, you know? Big players in terms of name, because, of course, there's big players in Canada, Sweden, and Denmark, and these countries. For us, it's a different sensation to play in Brazil, in Rio de Janeiro, in a beautiful stadium where, I don't know, maybe 50,000 people is yelling at you and cheering for the other team. So you feel, you feel really, really different. You know, it's a motivation. It gives you more motivation. You know, when, when you scream, 
it's different. And we, we were playing against some players that their value was uh, 80 million. It, it was a really good motivation and we compete really well. We, we lost uh, one nothing in, in Rio, but uh, I'm pretty sure that we deserve more. At least we, we should tie. And then here in, in Santa Cruz, we tied. We didn't score. Here we, we should win too. So we compete against a big team, a big Brazilian team, and we did really well. So that's, uh, that's really good for us, you know, because that makes you think that you are not that far from them. Yeah, I saw your Sudamericana match and it was strange for me watching you play in the Wonders and now uh, seeing you play in a big stadium again. It was also weird because you, I, I got used to see you wearing the number seven and I think you're wearing the 21 over there. Yeah, 21. Does your numeral has something personal? Like it's a number that you pick, that they pick for you, or it has something special for you? No, I picked that number because, because I, I really like how David Silva play. When I was young, I started trying to use 21 in, in my youth team. And then every time I can, I, I, I pick 21. I always pick, first of all, number 10, but there's a lot of people that want number 10. So my second number is number seven. And then my third option is 21. So I pick 21. Well, that's good. So you, you follow, uh, you follow him on Manchester City. Yeah. Not only the bit Silva. I liked when Paulo Dybala used 21. I mm. remember that the Zidane in Juventus used 21. So yeah. I think it's a really nice number. Yeah. So, and um, also what it, uh, surprised me too was, uh, when you make your debut and uh, with Oriente Petrolero, I think you scored in the 65 minute or 66, if I'm not mistaken. I saw like when you scored a goal it was like in the line of the box and there were like three players, but in the picture of the celebration, there were like eight players. Everybody went to you and hugged you. It seems like there's a big, big relationship with your teammates. Like you guys bonded pretty fast, which is good. And, and, and I'm happy for you. So can you tell us more about your teammates and your new team? Yeah, but that celebration was not only about because of our good relationship. It was also because there was a lot of people in the stadium. We were tying, I think. Yeah. So I scored uh, the goal that makes us win. So the people in the stadium was really happy and... As I told you before, this is a really big team and there's a lot of pressure here. If you don't mm -hmm. perform, if you don't win, the fans are not peaceful like in Halifax, you know? It's uh, here. It's, 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 it's intense. South Americans are, no, I know it, how it is. <laughs> it's going to sound crazy, but two weeks before or three weeks before, they almost kill us in the, in the training. They, they wow. came to the training to, they punch us. They, yeah, it's how it's here in South America, you know? So when you score, when you win, it's, it's really good for the team, for the fans, for everything. So, so for everyone. So some pressure here. And about the relationship with my teammates. Yeah. I have some friends here. To be honest, not, not as Halifax because I made really, really close friends in Halifax, but here I have a good relationship with almost everybody. And there's some guys from Chile, from Mexico, 
from Argentina that I speak a lot of with them and we have uh, some some nice friendship. Nice. That's great. Just speaking of your uh, trip to Vasco da Gama, so when you're in the stadium and there's 50,000 people screaming at you, when you're in the tunnel, what goes through your mind? Yeah, when you're in the tunnel trying to go to the pitch, they all run to scream at you as close as possible and they scream like crazy people. So that's really nice. The, you as a soccer player, you enjoy a lot that kind of moments. That that are the kind of moments that you keep in your mind for for really long. You said you played against a lot of big players in South America. Um, how did you find the standard in, in Canada when you played? Honestly, the standard in Canada is much better than, than Canadian people think. I think that you guys, because it's a new league, you think, no, our level is really bad. But that's not true, you know. There is a lot of really good players with really good level that they can play everywhere. So I think you should enjoy more about uh, the Canadian players and I enjoy more the the soccer in Canada. Was the game like a, a lot more physical here? Like was it faster? What were the big differences? Maybe not the game, but there's a lot of physical players. That's the difference. Maybe in South America, if if you don't have a really good technique, you can't play. Sometimes in Canada, there are some players that they can only play with, with their speed or their strength. So that's a big difference for, for South American football. But as I told you before, there's a lot of, a lot of really, really good players from, from Canada. Who was the, who was the best player you played against last year? Do you think in Canada? So yeah, I play against or maybe in my team. Both. <laughs> Both. I like some players from like from York. I like a lot of Aparicio. I like uh, Bustos from Valor. Number 10 is Calgary West Good Youth. And I think that's that's the player that I like most. Ah, the number five in, in Valor that now is in Halifax. Uh, LBG? Yeah, I think he's an he, amazing player. That was a really big signing for Halifax this year. I think he's the, the best signing in... I don't know all the other guys, but I was... Uh, impressed about him when he signed for Halifax. Adriano Guarisa, their Raul Tito, both play for Universitario, which is the team that you support back home and you play for. Guarisa is now playing for York 9 and Tito is playing for FC Edmonton. Um, I was wondering, like, did they contact you just to find out about this league? How was your experience? Have you been in touch with them? Not really. Uh, Adrián is my friend. We played together in Universitario, like, almost two years. Uh, but he, he didn't ask me about, about it. And uh, Tito, I played with him too in, in Universitario. But none of, of both uh, friends called me to, to ask me anything. But I'm happy for them because... Canada is an amazing country. The league is, is, I think it's a really good level and you can enjoy the, the game. There's not the same pressure that you feel here in South America. So you can enjoy different things. It's definitely a different culture. They're getting used to the sport of life and everything. So um, I'm happy that we finally have like a prof professional league here and it's developing 
faster than I was thinking though. So it's good and it's a good window for players. Like I'm glad that uh not because I'm from Peru like you, but I, I'm I'm very glad when I see Peru Peruvians playing in this league because it's a big window for them. And it's a great opportunity that they're having and I hope like they take advantage of it as much as they can and and they can be successful here so they can go to another league. Do you see yourself like do you do you have any goals like any any anytime soon like after Inter Petrolero would you like to go to Europe or come back to Canada what's next for Juan Diego Gutierrez honestly I don't have any more goals I used to to think too much about it and it's not good for me because I I put too much pressure on me so I don't enjoy too much when I put too much goals for the future so I start changing my mind in that way. Now I want to go day by day, enjoy all as much as I can, enjoy that I am playing football, that that's amazing for, for a soccer player. Being a soccer player is awesome for us. So now I try to enjoy that, enjoy every day, every day doing what you love and earning money doing that. It's amazing. So I just want to, to enjoy and just wait, wait, and maybe life can some sur- surprise me with good things. Maybe not. I don't know. But what well, the only thing I can do is trying to do my best every single day and just enjoy. That's great. That's great. You just enjoy the ride, and everything will fall into place. Um, I'm sure um, many opportunities will come for you, and just enjoy what you, while you can. And um, you're in a great team, Oriente Petrolero is one of the historicals of Bolivia. So you're not in a bad team. So I'm really, really happy for you. And I'm sure that more opportunities will come. Thank you, Carlos. I'm sure that the opportunities are going to be there. Just depends on, on me to take it or not. So as always, I'm training to do my best every single day. And let's wait and see how life can surprise us. Um, so so you, uh, you you played in, in Europe, in Denmark, is that right? Yeah, Denmark and Sweden. So how did, it, how did that move come about and did you like playing in Europe? Yeah, playing in Europe was amazing for me. I enjoyed really much. My first team was in Europe, right? was a Baile Boy Club in Denmark. We, in, in Universitario, we, we won the league the first half of the year. So I was kind of sold to, to Baile Boy Club in Denmark. And as my first experience, it was awesome for me. I used to, to have the same problem, you know, I always start really, really well. But then, I don't know, like, it's hard to, to get adapted to a new culture, new football, new teammates, a new life. It's not easy, you know? So I have heard that the normal time to get adapt- adapted, it's six months in Europe, you know, for a South American player. So in Denmark, I didn't have the time to get ad- adapted. I did really well at the beginning because I was excited and and they bring me like as uh, one of the stars of the team and blah, blah, blah. So I started doing really well, but I couldn't keep the the level, you know. And then in Sweden, Sweden was one year later. So the adaptation and everything was easier for me because it was my second, my second opportunity in Europe. So I, I had some experience. 
and I did some different things. So in Sweden, we did really well. I was really happy. I was, I, I stay about six months there because I was on loan from Baile Ball Club and it was my decision to, to return to Peru. I'm not sure if I take the right decision, but I did really well in Sweden and they asked me to stay, but I don't know why. In that moment, I, I choose to, to return to Peru. And then Canada was my third experience in, out of my country. Do you, so do you regret moving back from Europe? Uh, not really. Not really because you never know. I don't know if I take the right decision, but I never regret, you know, because maybe if I didn't came back to, to Peru, I would never play in Canada. I would never knew all these friends, all the new country, new culture and everything. So I try to never regret from what I did before. But you never know what could happen if I take a different decision. Yeah, you're right. It's kind of, it, there's no point in regretting because you can't change anything, right? What was your favorite game uh, that you played for the Wanderers last year? Honestly, I enjoy really much the last about 10 games that I play the 10 games as a starter in a row. So I started enjoying my game a lot. And as I told you at the beginning, I think we deserve more, you know? You guys watch the games. The last 10 games, we play some good football. We play better than our opponents. And we couldn't score. So we tied about six games. I think we deserve uh, a different final for, for the players. You know, I would love to, to stay and, and, and have a second year in Halifax with almost the same team. Because as you, as you saw, we finished really well. But if I, I have to pick one, I think I picked the one in, we play away in Forge because I score and because we were up to nothing against Forge that they became the champions, you know, and nobody believed in us. Nobody trusts us. So I, I think I, I picked that game and also the last one, the last one in York that, that we won and I score again. Maybe that, that two games were my favorite. The goal you scored against Forge was incredible. <laughs> it, was a, it was a nice goal. That um, was a screamer. Yeah, it was, that was like one of the goals of the season. It was incredible. So did, did you find it, you said that when you moved to Europe, you took time to adapt. Did you, did you find the same in Halifax? That took you a while to get used to the, the game and uh, start to play the way you wanted to play? Yes, it, it takes some time just because two reasons. The first one is because you arrive and you don't know your opponents, you don't know your teammates, and you don't know what kind of football you're going to play. So you need time to get adapted to all that things. And second of all, I remember that I, I was injured. I lost about 15, 20, or 10 games because of my groin and, and that stuff. So. Yes, you, you, you need the time to get adapted. And it's not magic that at the end we play really well. No, it's just because to know each other takes some time, you know? And also takes some time that you start knowing each other with the players. Uh, I don't know, the last games when I was playing the right side, I already know that Bona was running by my right uh, hand and he's like a track, 
you know, and I already know that, uh, I don't know, Akim was making runs, so I can choose pass the ball to Bona or make a long pass to Akim that was making always diagonals, or I have the, or I can choose, I don't know, go and go 1v1, that I like to do that too. So you start knowing your players and also the coach start like finding uh, which players perform better in which positions and which players play better with these players. So it's not, it's not easy to find all that. And we start everything from the beginning. So I think uh, the people that take decisions in Halifax should be a little bit more patient. A lot of fans were surprised at how many players they they let go in the in the off season. It was kind of, as you said, like last year we weren't we didn't lose any games by a lot. There was only one game I think where somebody lost eight nil. Were we just missing a striker? Do you think last year or? Why, why were we having issues trying to score goals? Honestly, at the end of the season, I think we were not lucky. We were playing really well. I remember really good games. Uh, maybe we need some more experience to manage the games when we were up. Because you guys can remember that there were maybe seven games that we were up in the score. And we finished the game tie, uh, tight. I think the issue was a little bit more experience to manage the games. Remember that uh, Forge away, we were two up. Then in the Wanderers grounds against uh, Edmonton, we were up two games and we we tied in the last maybe five minutes. Also against uh, Forge, playing in Halifax, they score in the last minute. So we did really well the last uh, part of the season. But we were not lucky. We didn't manage the games the right way to to, to win. But you earned that, the, the, that experience just playing, you know. We had a lot of, of young players. For your style of playing, and we have technical skill players in our team like Kodai, you, Luis, people that can have the ball and do magic with it. Do you think that perhaps Stephen Hart's approach to the team will be different? Like more, because we had also Elliot Simmons too, which he was perfect with the ball. Maybe with you, Simmons, Rampersat, Lewis, Ida, we could have perhaps like a more team focus on the position. Do you think that maybe that could have some difference and get better results? Because I feel like didn't take advantage too much for the quality of players that we have to have a different style of game. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree a hundred percent. What do you think? Uh, I'm gonna ask you now. What do you think about uh, our last part of the season? Our last maybe nine games, ten games. I think we only lost against Calvary away. That we played a good game too, and we lost one nothing against Calvary away. And then we, we didn't lose any, any single game. And I think from my position that we play really good football and we deserve much more from what we get. So now it's a question for you guys. What do you think about that game? I think we play really better. We keep the possession. We create a lot of chances, but not the whole year, you know? In my opinion, um, what I think was that at the end, the team started to find each other's ways, understanding each other, 
the style start to the idea of a game start like finally developing a little bit, but we needed to finish the job. We had so many good players, but as you said, we needed the job done. And I think like that lack of goal was against us. And that's why like we didn't have the result we wanted, but this is football and football, you win it with goals. Unfortunately, it's a new season, but it is what it is like, as like Anthony said, like no regrets about it. And at the end, you enjoy it. And that's important because you enjoy it playing good football. And we see some chemistry in the team, which was very, very important for last season. What about you, Anthony? What do you think? Watching the games and stuff like that, like, as you said, we created like a lot of chances. But there was always that feeling that when we weren't scoring the goals that we might concede one. Um, and I think that that's what costs us a lot is that like, you know, as you said, we, there was a lot of goals that were scored in the last couple of minutes that ruined some good results. But it was something that was always going to be an issue that if you don't have somebody who can score 10, 15 goals a season, it's going to be like our, our top scorer was like, I think a team with seven last year. Unfortunately, you're not going to get very far if you only have your top scorer at seven. It's just one of those things. I think we played some amazing football. Uh, watching yourself play was great. Uh, you could see you had the skill to create the chances. Unfortunately, there just wasn't somebody there to, to finish them off. But yeah, I don't think anybody should be ashamed of anything from last year. That we, As I said, we didn't get destroyed by anybody. We played really great football. I think we were a credit to, you were a credit to the city because... None of you guys played together before, really. Like, you just didn't know anybody. So it was obviously going to be take a lot of time. Like Calvary and Forge, a lot of those guys had played football together. Um, so they had a huge advantage over you guys. Yeah, and I think that at the end of the season, we did the, the difficult job, you know? It's like, okay, we were playing good football. We were creating chances. We were just conceding goals at the end of the games. So what you have to think is, okay, I'm doing the job, you know, I just need to fix the small details and we are going to be successful. But instead of fixing these small details, as I told you, I think we did the most difficult part that is like uh, playing with chemistry with your teammates and find some good moments and good football and create chances. That's the more difficult part in in soccer, it's easier to just destroy. So we did the, the difficult part. We were just missing some small details. I, I think that you're going to, you, uh, well, you, Halifax are going to start all again, you know, because it's a, a new team. Again, a new team is like starting over. I, I definitely think that's, um, that's, that's a worry that when you've got 15 new players coming in again, starting off, and obviously this, uh, this, coronavirus isn't helping because this is when the players should be bonding but it's it's definitely a worry that they're going to have to spend the first two months trying to get the chemistry together um it was quite a lot of players that were kind of let go so um let's hope it doesn't take that long <laughs> i totally agree i couldn't agree more with that um bonding is very important but yeah like this corona it's kind of like stopping anything, but we have to make the most of it. Going to Juan Diego and speaking about chemistry, um, who was the player that you have more chemistry with on the training here in the Wonders? You know, I at the beginning uh, with Kodai uh, in some friendly games, 
we did well, you know. Sometimes he played as a false nine and me as a number 10. And sometimes I play as a false nine and and he was playing as a number 10. And we were doing really good combinations and, and we were doing well. But after that, we started playing too far from each other, you know. So that chemistry was gone. At the end of the season, as I, as I told you before, uh, for me, it was really, really, really easy to play with a player like Bona, also Akim that make a lot of runs. And there was a lot of players that give you the, the ball really clean, like Rampy, Elliot, Matthew from the, from the start of the plays. Yeah, I find some chemistry in the whole team, you know, also Scooby. It was easy to play with him. He's an amazing player too. So these are the, the players that I feel uh, more chemistry in the team. You were playing as a winger here. I don't know if in Oriente, the, the, the last match, the, the two matches that I saw where you playing, I think you were also playing as a winger, but as your quality, because you're good with the ball. Um, do you like playing as a number 10, like behind the number nine? Have you considered that just like going for that position? Uh, that's a good question, you know. It depends for me. If you have a, a team which plays really good football with really good passing, yes, I want to play as a number 10. But if the team is not that good passing the ball, I prefer to play on, on the right wing because it's easier for me to get the ball. Maybe when you play as a number 10, you play in small spaces, so you need somebody to to play through the lines. And that's not easy. It depends. But here, the coaches told me that they they look at me as a number 10. So every training and always play as a number 10. But in some games, I used to to enter in the game as a right winger. How did you find uh, Steven as a coach? Uh, I think he's a good coach, really good coach, really uh, with a lot of experience. It's really interesting to, to speak with him about football. You know, you can speak with him two days and it's really interesting. I, I enjoy a lot with him. I try to speak uh, with him as much as possible because he know that he know a lot of tactics and, and, and about football and he have uh, a really nice experience with uh, some big players. So I think he's, he's really good. He's really good as a coach and, and it's really nice to speak with him about football. It's, you enjoy a lot. You learn a lot. Yeah. He's got a lot of knowledge. I have talked to him like once or twice about football and. It's like he's an encyclopedia. He reads a lot. He's a, he's, he knows a lot about the game. I had a quick question about, uh, so when you moved to, uh, Bolivia, you're now in FIFA 20. Uh, how weird is it to see yourself in a video game? Uh, to be honest, I haven't played FIFA since, uh, 2010, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I mean so much FIFA, but I didn't know that I was on the, on the game. Yeah, you're, you're on there, man. Um, so, so like, they don't tell you that you're in there. Like, they don't, like, you don't get like a little check every month with a hundred dollars saying thank oh, you. Okay. <laughs> Go, go and check it out. You have your FIFA card and everything. <laughs> Where can I see that? It's, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll send you, I'll take a, a picture and I'll send it to you. Okay, thank you. 
Yeah. Um, so if EA Sports are listening, they owe you some money. <laughs> okay. He's going to sue them now. But <laughs> <laughs> Diego, what? I know you're a big Universitario fan back home. So I'm wondering, like, every player dream is just to retire in the team that they love. So you see yourself that doing that in the long, 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 far away term? I had an interview last uh, last week and they asked me the same question. So <laughs> I'm going to answer the same thing that I answer. I think that to retire in the team that you are a fan, when it's a big team as Universitario, you have to be like a big idol or a big, big player for the team. And in my opinion, I played two years in, I played two years in Universitario. I did well. I enjoy a lot. I have a really nice relationship with fans, but I am not that kind of, of idol or player that can choose when to retire and in what team, you know? Mm -hmm. So if I am lucky, yes, for sure, I'm going to play against in Universitario. It's a, it's a dream for me to go back there, but I don't know. Sometimes it's, it's not your moment in that team. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I had a, uh, a question for you from uh, one of the Wanderers fans. Um, if a young Peruvian player got signed to the Wanderers next season, what advice would you give them? What advice? Uh, first of all, I would tell him that he's going to be really happy in Halifax. And what I told him is that he's going to enjoy really much to play at Wanderers grounds. And people don't know what a beautiful atmosphere we had there, you know? So I don't know if I would tell him, maybe it's better that he have that really nice surprise to play at Wanderers grounds with, with the kitchen on fire. Did you really enjoy playing at the Wanderers ground? Uh, it was amazing. Yeah. We had one more question for you. Um, what's your favorite food in Peru? <laughs> it's a, a long list. Yeah. <laughs> So I I have to pick one, maybe ceviche, but but there's too many amazing dishes. You know that's awesome. Uh, uh, Matthew Arnone asked me to ask you, uh, do you miss Dairy Queen? <laughs> I miss Dairy Queen so much, and I miss to go there with Matthew Arnone every single Sunday. <laughs> I didn't know that one. That's good. What's uh what, what's your favorite food from Dairy Queen? <laughs> Yeah, Blizzard. They're incredible. Uh, what do you want, Caramel Blizzard? I had my... Uh, first. Maybe you could start your own Dairy Queen franchise in Peru when you retire. I would love to do that. <laughs> yeah, because we don't have it there. So there you go. That's a good business opportunity. Wow, well, maybe I can move to Halifax. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just want to thank Juan Diego for giving us his time. Uh, sorry to bother you because uh, you were napping. <laughs> so <laughs> we don't want to disturb your dream because you know how important for a player is the rest. So we appreciate your time. Thank you for coming and giving us the opportunity to interview you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking the time out. Um, we really miss you here in Halifax. It's going to be weird watching the first game of the season and not seeing you uh, play. So um, thank you for all the, the memories from last year. Uh, stay safe. And uh, hopefully this is all will all be over soon. Okay. Thank you guys for this time. It's always really nice to me to remember a lot of 
good memories and good moments in Halifax. Uh, part of my heart is, is there. So thank you very much. And I will always be, I will always be happy to, to speak with you guys and remember all that really good moments that we spent together in Halifax. And just say hello to the people that is listening. And thank you very much for, for his time, for their time. Thank you. And I'll make sure to send you um, your FIFA card. <laughs> <laughs> thank you to Juan Diego and to Carlos for joining us this week. Really enjoying having the opportunity to talk to players like this. It's great to have an insight into the game from the player's perspective. Thank you also to everyone who's taking the time to check out the podcast. Your support means so much and you'll never know how much we appreciate it. Make sure to try and support local where you can as so many small businesses are hurting right now. If you like some delicious baked goods and groceries delivered right to your door, please check out our friends at the European Pantry on Chibukto Road. You can check them out on Instagram and on Facebook. Please head to downthepub.ca to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next time, cheers! <laughs>